Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Let's welcome our first A-team guest, Redang Pahla, who's a co-founder of Sichong Tea Crafters. Thank you very much for joining us, Redang. You got me all excited and uh, craving for a cuppa. Thank you so much for having me. And it's a perfect time to have a, a nice cup of tea, actually. As a matter of fact, the, 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 the season on its own calls for good mm-hmm. tea. Um, talk to us about how you founded uh, uh, Sichong Tea Crafters. Um, well, this journey started with my mom. Um, she's been doing community work for the past 17 years. Um, and in 2014, she um, so she's a Zulu woman married to my dad, who's a baby man. And in 2014, she decided to leave the city and head back to rural Limpopo in Sukukune to a village called Rapasha. And um, there she she spent her days with a group of women and um, naturally, you know, doing her community work and um, interacting more with the community there. That's where she found that the community held a great deal of indigenous knowledge um, of different plants and herbs and teas. So um, the, the thing that stood out the most were these incredible teas that they were drinking in the evenings. Um, and then basically that's where the journey started around 2015 of, of getting them developed and testing them and analyzing. And then I started working with her, getting involved in trying to get the products to market. Listen, I'm looking at your range of teas that you have here, and I'm seeing there's one that is an indigenous sleepy tea, there is a indigenous flu tea, there's indigenous detox tea, indigenous immune uh, tea, immunity tea, and indigenous energy tea. Now, if I had all of these, I'd probably drink one every like couple of hours because all of them seem to have such great health benefits. Um, and and, and with, with the testing process, I mean, how did you come about getting onto the market and uh, testing them to a point where you are able to trust everything that's within the product? Because what we find is those who are dealing with anything indigenous find it difficult to get onto market because they can't test the products accurately. Yeah, so it's quite a long journey. And um, so you, you you'd hear from my introduction that it started all the way in 2015 um, you know, trying to get the product onto the market. And we only really started um, being able to access the market around 2018. So, you know, from the 2015 to 2018, it was um, just about knocking on certain doors to get our products analyzed. So they've been analyzed by the CSIR, um, SAPAs and Agricultural Research Council. Um, but what is very encouraging um, and very touching is that um, the process was really just to validate what was already known in indigenous communities. So, you know, the properties of the teas um, were were really, um, the evidence of that was you could see in communities just by seeing, you know, um, old women who are still very healthy walking on the streets with beautiful skin, um, not many people in the villages having 
serious chronic illnesses. You could really just um, trust the the benefits of the tea just by looking at um, the the state of the health of of people in the rural areas. But yeah, the process of just getting it analyzed with CSIR and the AR Agricultural Research Council and all of those scientists was really just to validate um, and and give um, our indigenous knowledge holders that validation that you know um, they've carried a wealth of knowledge. Um, and kept it for us for so many generations. Mm. A-teamers, please do join us. I'm speaking to Radang Patla, who's co-founder of uh, Sichong Tea Crafters, which is an indigenous um, tea, and um, various brands under them, well, or various products under the brand of tea. And I think it's a, it's a good thing for us to have such in South Africa. If you are from a, a province like Limpopo or KZN, and you've got a traditional tea that is not on the market, please call in. I'd love to hear what the name of the tea is. What is it made of? You know, Redang, when I was, um, when I traveled Mozambique and I really love the, the, the country, there's a particular uh, a tree. Well, it's, not, it's like a, a grass root and it smells like lemongrass. So I believe it's lemongrass. But in Mozambique, they're called Shabrakata. Oh, that tea. It's got absolutely a, a, a beautiful smell, the flavor. But the health properties that the locals tell you about is amazing from having the, you know, um, ordinary flu to um, body aches and arthritis and and, and the likes. So these teas that we have here in South Africa are clearly something that I've never known of. And I want you to talk to us about the flavors, the smell, the taste. Mm. So, um so the, the, the names of the teas that we're utilizing um, from Limpopo are Depane and Dia. So Depane is a black bush tea. And what's great about it is that it doesn't have the bitter aftertaste you, you get with the normal black tea. It's very smooth and it has a natural vanilla taste to it. So if you're somebody who traditionally doesn't like your normal black tea, you'd really love um, the Depane tea. It's sweet and it's floral. It's really delicious. So it created a great base to come up with exciting flavors. So we came up with flavors like um, chai spiced, lemon ginger and cinnamon, orange spiced um, and the like. And then with the dia, it's it's a very subtle tea. Um, I'd say similar to like a Chinese white tea, but except it has more of a rosy flavor. Um, but yeah, it's it's very very subtle, um, also very smooth. It's not bitter at all. And that was the the nice thing about these two teas is that you know traditional medicine is known to be bitter, but these were two teas that are really enjoyable. You can have them with a cocktail. You can make sorbet with them. Um, you can bake with them. So they're really, really exciting to to consume. Um, and like, yeah, with the dia, it's very relaxing. Um, so it's basically like, in, in effect, it's like an African chamomile. Um, so that's why we make like sleepy teas from it and calming teas. Because even the original red root um, dia is just very relaxing and soothing as well. So it's very exciting that we've got so much um, exciting flavors coming from our own indigenous 
kingdom. Mm, my mouth is watering already. <laughs> I need <laughs> a cup of tea to quench the thirst. Hey, teamers, let's go to a quick break. We'll be back talking about uh, Sijong Tea Crafters and the co-founder Radang is with us. Tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia M. Dooley. A-team is 22 minutes after 10, so it's 22-22. If you're into the number luck game, I think it's your time to make that wish. We are talking um, environmental and social and health and indigenous, African indigenous uh, victories uh, with uh, Sejong Tea Crafters, which are an award-winning agribusiness. And uh, co-founder Radang Patla is with us on the line. Please do interact with us, SMS on 41391 or WhatsApp 061. 4104107. Tell us your experience if you've ever had uh, Sejong uh, cup of tea uh, or, or if, if you know of any um, African indigenous teas that we don't uh, easily find on the markets uh, and their health benefits because I think this is what I want to know about. Uh, now, uh, Radang, you and your company have won a couple of accolades. You are award-winning, and I am aware that at some point um, you were at the South Africa's Innovation Summit and Small Business Development Agency, and you won that competition, Pitch and Perfect. Tell us about that. Um, so, yeah, that was a pitching competition um, in 2019, September, and yeah, we basically just um, had to pitch our business model, um, and uh, we won um, as a top female-run enterprise, um, and it was mostly just on our business model um, that's quite inclusive in terms of its community impact and how um, we've actually managed to include traditional knowledge holders in the rural areas within the value chain. So often we find that when it comes to indigenous plants, um, the knowledge is kind of taken out of the community and then it's beneficiated elsewhere and sold on the market. So what we're trying to do is create a legacy within communities um, where the knowledge holders can benefit from their knowledge. So we've got cooperatives in Sukukune, uh, one um, who, who is working on the harvesting and processing of the Debane tea, and another working on the harvesting and processing of the Dia tea. So they hold um, the means of production, and, and our value chain then basically works on a basis of buying the processed tea from these cooperatives, and then we just do some value addition in terms of flavoring, packaging, and putting that on the market. Um, so they benefit from any market growth and basically all the sales that are, are made in the market. And um, that's how we've really tried to create a legacy in communities. And I believe that's a very good thing to do, that you don't only make sure that your business uh, is successful, but those who are giving you raw materials are also successful. Um, now, another thing that's quite, uh, uh, you know, always concerning, I mean, I look at what uh, is predicted in the Kenyan tea plantation markets, that due to climate change and global warming, uh, the production of tea in Kenya might um, be hampered, and there's a prediction that it might actually fall by a about 39% in the next coming years. How are you guys, and this is also a question that comes from Usbusiso saying, um, you know, 
are you also um, conserving the plants that you utilize for the teas? And um, are you using manufactured teas? It's just thinking about conservation. This is what Sbusiso in Port Elizabeth, or now known as Gabecha, says. Yes, so um, we're currently working with the Agricultural Research Council um, on trials on the replantation of these indigenous crops. But we are doing the trial, trials within the natural habitat of these plants. Um, but on their own, you know, we find that these plants are quite um, strong and resistive to a lot of weather conditions um, because, you know, Obviously, where we are working, we're working with them in their natural habitat. So um, we're finding very good results when it comes to the replantation and the sustainability uh, of, of the plants in that regard. But we also use and train our harvesters on sustainable harvesting methods that ensure um, that, you know, we, we don't overexploit um, the natural resources, but then we also harvest in such a way that the leaves and the roots that we're harvesting can be regenerated from the same trees that we're harvesting from. Let me go to Anonymous on the line. Good evening, ATM Anonymous. Good evening to you, Patricia, and good evening to your guest as well. Um, I don't know how young or how old is your guest, but I want to bring this beautiful uh, plants uh, to her knowledge. I don't know if she uh, has any knowledge. I haven't seen it on the, uh, you know, the store shelves. So I'm wondering where we can get some of these uh, plants that are good for your bladder and good for, uh, you know, congestion and good for different things, cancer and, you know, all these plants. And also we, we know of the rooibos tea is the famous tea and then we have the lager tea as well. It's similar to rooibos. Uh, uh, but the point of the rooibos tea is no more like the rooibos tea we used to drink in the past because it's now it's so smooth it's like dust mm. it's like the you know the le- uh, the barks um, are like dust before you could see the barks now you can't see the barks anymore they have mm. become like dust tea so i'm wondering if you where we can get like some of the things called like the african potatoes and like the buchu and uh, we uh, the cape elu you know the wild ginger the devil's claw uh, uh, you know, uh, okay, rooibos we know is here, and there's many, many others like the honey bush tea. Uh, you don't have to put honey in it because it's a uh, sweet tasting tea. And you got the marula, you got the babadun daisy, you got the gladiolus, and you've got uh, freesias, and you've got king protea, and you have, uh, uh, yeah, that's about. It. I think that's about it. But with all due respect, we Indian people, you know, we drink masala tea. And mm. we find it, it's, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got black pepper, it's got white pepper, it's got clove, it's got, I don't know what gut soda is, but I, but I do have uh, a, a tea in front of me. Um, and we have nutmeg, ginger, and we've got green uh, cardamom, green alachi, which is called cardamom, uh, you know, which is blended all together and processed. And then we put a pinch of it into your 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 tea with your tea bag, and you boil it, and then you add. If you want milk, you can add on, or you can have it. You know, just like that. It's uh, mm. good for cool, uh, colds and flus, and protects you from colds and flus.
Very interesting combination there of uh, the tea, masala tea. Would love to taste that. Thanks, Anonymous. Uh, Let let me come back to you, Radang. Perhaps comment on uh, Anonymous's questions on the various um, um, teas that are available out in the market. Um, Yeah, so, you know, what she's saying is absolutely correct. There's so many types of teas that we can be exploring in South Africa because South Africa is the third most biodiverse country in the world, which means that we've got the third most um, varieties of plant species, but we're, we're only utilizing very few. I mean, the fact that when most people think of a tea in South Africa, you, you know, you really only think most people will really only refer to rooibos. So there's so many different varieties that haven't really been commercialized, and that's really what we're trying to do, is make these indigenous plants accessible to the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and mostly you can find them in, in you know, um, pharmacies like your, 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 your well-known pharmacies, just not to mention names, um, and your organic grocery stores. Um, so those are the markets that we're tapping into, uh, you know, in terms of pharmacies and organic grocery stores. And then um, just on what she's talking about in terms of the masala tea, um, we actually um, are huge fans of um, masala tea. So we created a fusion between our African indigenous teas and the Indian masala tea. So we actually have a chai masala infusion where we use all those herbs that she's spoken about, the ginger, the peppercorns and everything, um, because our like herbs like that carry so many benefits as well. Um, and we find that a lot of tea brands are just using artificial flavorants and not the real stuff. So we actually use the real herbs um, in all of our infusions so that you get benefits from these indigenous herbs, but you also get benefits from these traditional um, well-known herbs um, that are usually in the market. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Now, uh, King St. Nazi says, I've noticed that African remedies are very rare in some big markets to be found, uh, more than the Western ones. Is it because it's not tested in a laboratory? Uh, but you've answered that, that you've had yours tested. So let's talk about the access to markets, because I see on your website that you've got many outlets that um, do offer your uh, your teas. Mm. Yeah, so it it is true. It's it's, it's kind of um, firstly an issue of us, I think, as Africans, believing in our remedies to the point where we are willing to put the energy behind pushing them to get into the market. I won't try and make it sound like it's been an easy journey because you, we even have to educate retailers um, about these indigenous remedies. Um, you know, it's because these are things that are not known commercially. So even getting um, indigenous African remedies onto the market is a challenge on its own. But it starts with us as African entrepreneurs really believing in the potential of our own resources and our traditional knowledge. Um, and then we can really push and get them into the market and, we you know, it's about us putting the energy behind, knocking on the right doors um, with the CSIRs and the Agricultural Research Council, getting them to analyze and test our products and put them onto the market. And these are all resources that are funded by government. Um, so it's really just about us putting the pieces together and and leveraging 
um, our traditional knowledge and then creating uh, an economy out of that. Now, uh, Mahai in uh, Limpopo says, for the past six years, I enjoy my own teas. It's herbal teas called Farohi and uh, Gashalanda. Uh, these are wild plants. So clearly there are South Africans who are enjoying their own teas. And you don't only produce tea. There's something that really caught my eye, and that's your African um, gin, mm. village gin. So is this Yay. infused with, uh, with, uh, with uh, herbs as well? Yes, so we use um, the Tepane Black Bush Tea and the Dia Red Root Tea, and um, basically we we distill that and and make gin. So that's another avenue. So our herbs create other products. I have the potential to create other products. Um, so we've we're now leveraging on byproducts of these herbs. Um, so we've got the African village gin and we're um, working on other byproducts as well. But that just shows um, the potential because, you know, uh, there there are herbs that are good as tea, but they could be good as cosmetics um, and many other products. So, um, yeah, we're, we're starting to leverage what else we can do with our herbs. Well, Radang, uh, Ben whispered in my ear that a delivery is coming my way. Yay. So we are going to have some tea very soon. And while I'm having the tea, I'm going to be on air. I can't wait for her to taste all the different selections of mm-hmm. your teas. And uh, maybe after work, we'll have a tot of that village gin. Thank you very much for joining us. And how do we get hold of you? Give us your website, please. Okay, so you can um, check out our website, which also has an online store at www.sizong, which is spelled S-E-T-S-O-N-G-T, which is T-E-A, dot com. And then you can also follow us on um, all our social media platforms at underscore T. Well, before you go, let me tell you, there's a, um, a message on WhatsApp uh, all the way from Zambia. Uh, this ATMA says, I want to comment on the Sijong tea. I have been ordering it from Zambia, consuming it for years. The flavors are great and better than anything else out there. Yeah. As a customer, I'm also very curious to know when are the tea bags coming out? <laughs> very, very soon. Um, we actually just received a new tea bag machine so we'll be releasing um the tea bag range in the coming months excellent excellent so the website again before we let you go okay it's www.sitzongtea.com sitzong is spelled s-e-t-s-o-n-g can't wait to taste the great flavors thank you very much radang thank you so much patricia